Hey, Krista. Hey, Lily. Did you know in your lifetime you'll pass a murderer 36 times? I did. And you know why? Why? Because we're 36 times. A Canadian true crime podcast which covers crimes in the great white north. Oh, right. Every episode we focus on a major crime and then we lighten things up with a kooky one. We talk about everything from the criminal justice system itself to animals arguably not doing what they should. Bringing you true crime with a shot of maple syrup. Catch our episodes bi-weekly on iTunes or your favorite, that's favorite with a U, podcast app. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm currently sweating my butt off under a blanket in an already boiling hot apartment because that's how I roll. <laughs> that's actually how I record the intros to the show is I sit under a cozy blanket so that my voice sounds nice and cozy. But this is the Intoxicated Podcast, your drunk podcast with a little bit of heart. If you're brand new to the show, um, usually I have friends of mine on and we usually shoot the shit about life over a drink. Now, this week is a bit different. Oddly enough, it's kind of going in with the theme from last week, which is talking to another creator. Um, today's guest is Allison Tyra. Allison actually reached out to the podcast regarding her ebook. She wrote an ebook and it's called Mother Booze. In this ebook, she takes traditional nursery rhymes and she rewrote them to have alcohol themes in them. I was so stoked when I got this email from Allison because I think it's super freaking cool that someone found the podcast and thought it was the right medium to talk about what they've done. So me and Allison connected remotely for this episode. We recorded via Zencaster, which is a recording system, kind of like Skype. She's all the way in Australia. And so I've never met Allison. So in this episode, you're going to learn all about Mother Booze, what it's about, how it got started, how Allison did it. And we talk about the themes behind some of these uh, modern nursery rhymes. Wouldn't be the first time I sat down with an almost stranger and started getting into deep discussions about feminism. <laughs> kind of happened on last week's episode with the ladies from the 36 Times podcast. We uh, we got into some feminist talk because a lot of the nursery rhymes she rewrote, they have feminist undertones to them. It's all about girls not taking shit, standing up for themselves and not taking all the crap that happens around bar culture. Allison did a wonderful job with this book. It was a lot of fun to, to interview someone I've never met about something that they've created. And what's really cool about this is that Allison did this all on her own. She didn't go through a agent or a publisher or anything like that. She did it all herself. Um, her and her friends recorded these awesome audio versions of these nursery rhymes. So it's super, super cool. The ebook is available on Amazon and Etsy. I will make sure to leave links below. It's really, really inexpensive. It's only about $6 um, to buy the book and it's really, really worth it. You'll get a chuckle out of it. It'll make you think a bit and it's super, super clever. Had a great time recording with Allison and I think we are now officially what we call bitch buddies. So maybe Allison will be back on the podcast because we certainly hit it off and uh, 
still hoping to go to Australia at some point. So I'm going to hold you to that uh, coach offer there, Allison. You guys, something really, really cool happened last week. Both podcasts, Intoxicated Podcast and Intoxicated Reviews, actually got on the iTunes charts. Intoxicated Podcast hit number 32 on the iTunes charts in the US in the comedy category. I mean, what? And even better than that, something that we never thought would ever, ever happen, Intoxicated Reviews hit number one in Canada in the TV and movies category. And it was actually in the top 20 for a long time last week. It was just kind of hanging out on the charts. The exposure has been amazing. We are already seeing really good results from having that visibility. So if you are a new listener and you are one of the people who hit subscribe last week, thank you so much for listening to our our drunk podcast that we never thought would get this far. (laughs) We appreciate it a lot and we hope you spread the love and you tell your friends all about Intoxicated Podcast and Intoxicated Reviews. And if you're unfamiliar with Intoxicated Reviews, it is another podcast feed all about TV and movies hosted by Corey. It is your pop culture drunk podcast. So if you are a fan of TV and movies, you will love that podcast. He covers both current and old movies on his channel and some TV as well. There's an ongoing segment on Intoxicated Reviews called 90s Proof and 80s Proof, where Corey and stand-up comedian Brian Thompson talk about 80s and 90s movies. This week, he has an episode up all about American Ninja. So head on over and check out Intoxicated Reviews and keep those ratings and reviews coming because I gotta say, nothing has done us better than um, being on the charts. It really, really, really helps. Doesn't take much time. Just maybe we'll even read your review on the show if you leave us a written review. And of course, make sure you are subscribed to both podcasts, Intoxicated Podcast and Intoxicated Reviews wherever you find your podcasts, because you don't want to miss the gold we have planned for y'all. So thanks again for everyone for all their support. It has been amazing. We've been beyond stoked about this. We are very, very excited about the future for both podcasts. Obviously, we would love to hear from you guys. You can also reach out on social media. We are on all the things. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Let us know what you think of the episodes. We would love to hear from you. You can also write us an email at intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com and you can find all the episodes for both Intoxicated Podcast and Intoxicated Reviews on our website at intoxicatedpodcast.com. That's about it, guys. Enjoy this episode with Allison Tyra. Well, guys, welcome back. This is the Intoxicated Podcast, and I have a very special guest today. Um, she's actually from the future, and how cool is that? We have someone from the future on the podcast. Time travel is real. Um, we are here with Allison Tyra. Say hi, Allison. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So she's actually, this is, we are not together physically. Um, she, uh, Allison's in Australia, Sydney, Australia. And it's super cool. So we are, we are talking remotely over here. But Allison, you wrote a book called Mother Booze. Tell us all about this. How did this come about? Uh, so I was with my partner, Jared, who you'll actually hear on the audio narration. Um, and, uh, we were just joking around with, uh, Jack and Jill and what they actually went up the hill to do. Ah! Um, so, so what came out of that was, uh, Jack and Jill went up the hill to buy a fifth of whiskey. Jack fell down, drunk off his ass, and Jill had sex so risky. I was going to ask you about this one. I, <laughs> I, it caught my attention and I was like, okay, I don't know when I'm going to bring it up in the interview, but oh my God, I think I screenshot it and I was like, make sure you ask about this. <laughs> so, well, and you 
heard my friend, I think it was Ella, doing the narration, and she's just fabulous. Yeah, and was was there a little bit of a, a crack up in there? I noticed. Did someone crack up laughing at one point? It sounded like there was like it definitely sounded like she was smiling as she was reading that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Ella's fantastic. Um, she does a lot of um, theater, including musical theater. And um, my partner Jared is a trained opera singer. And, um, so is, uh, Jess Harper, who you'll hear on the narration. Um, Lisa Stewart, uh, is also a big theater performer. Um, and so I'm just really blessed to know all of these people who are actually just really qualified to do, um, really entertaining narration. And, uh, my friend Viet actually runs the studio that we, um, recorded it in. So it was like just a giant party. (laughs) It looked really fun because I I saw on your Facebook, you have pictures on there of you guys recording it. It looked a lot of fun. (laughs) Were you drinking? Were they drinking while they were recording? Because that would be even funner. I don't know if anyone pre-gamed, um, <laughs> but uh, no, as far as I'm aware, no, we were only drinking tea uh, during the recording, and um, yeah, and actually, I don't drink, so... Yeah, that's another really interesting thing about this. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, you're, have, are you, did something, was it a moment in your life where you realized you just didn't want to be a drinker, or were you just never really into it at all? Well, that's the thing. People always think that it's this really sensitive topic. And, um, you know, it's not like it has nothing to do with alcoholism or anything like that. Um, I just, mm-hmm. I'm cheap. I am yes. a very picky eater and I don't like the taste. And I also have low enough inhibitions sober that, um, you know, I, like I'll do pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> reason, uh, sober. So yeah, there was just really no, no reason for me to drink. And, That's um, so uh, default DD. Got you. So you're Got the you. one, you're the one responsible for, would you say that you're like a babysitter with your friends? <laughs> no, I'm the one taking photos and videos that I can blackmail yeah. you with it later. I'm like that too. I, even though like I do drink, I am that friend. I'm the friend that yeah. captures my friend's drunk moments all the time. And actually, um, if you remember Chardonnay Baby, that was one of Jess's, um, so here, um, you know, Redneck is, uh, Bogan. And so she just went full on Bogan with, uh, Chardonnay Baby in a goon bag, which is a bag of wine. Obviously, right. you know, cheap wine. And, um, so that one's, uh, oh, you don't drink? Damn, what a drag. Uh, you can DD, we'll drink till we fall, and you'll have blackmail photos of all. Yes, yes, I loved that. I love that. (laughs) Oh, wow. And and she was so polished with all of the rest of hers. Um, that's, uh, we call it her Rosalinda voice because, uh, she had been in uh, a production of Deflator Mouse, uh, a few weeks earlier. And I was saying, you know, I just keep hearing these in your Rosalinda voice. Oh, wow. That's unreal. So were all the voice actors friends of yours? Yeah, uh, some of them aren't, um, uh, like, professional performers. So, you know, I am not. Um, and let's see here. One of them, uh, Melanie uh, Pearson, is uh, actually Jared's cousin. And uh, my friend Marion is actually runs um, a gallery here in Sydney. Oh, cool. um, and let's hear. Chris is a musician. I'm just running through everybody in my head. Uh, Holly does a lot with opera, but I think she's more of an admin person. Um, 
And then I'm, I just know I'm going to forget someone and then feel really bad about it. Oh, no worries. <laughs> uh, but Melanie is also a mom of a small child. And um, so I think Viet was saying that she sounds like that parent who's just so freaking over this. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> just uh, done. Oh, Eliza. How could I forget Eliza? If you hear um, Wee Willy Winky. Um, she pulled this Scottish accent out of nowhere. Like, I think she, she wasn't uh, even planning to do that one. And she's just like, you know, I can do this with a Scottish accent. We're like, oh, yes. And it was amazing. I, I just thought the person had a Scottish accent. I had no idea. That's another, that was another really funny one, by the way. That one. Like, I was just like, oh, she's not holding back here at all. She's not holding back. It's wee willy winky. Where was I supposed to go with that? Exactly. Right. Oh my gosh. I don't think I'm ever going to look at, uh, if I hear children's nursery rhymes again, I'm never going to look at them the same way anymore. In a, in, in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> but that's something I think is really cool about this is that like, it's really fun and funny, but then it brings you back to like your childhood. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it helps you remember these rhymes that you might not have thought of in forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there were so many in there that I was just like, oh yeah, I remember that one. You know, like kind of lesser known ones that you might not always think of. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's really, really cool. It has like a nostalgic, a nostalgic feel to it, you know? Yeah. And I remember Lisa and Ella were sitting in a room outside the studio um, watching. So there's a children's show here called Play School. Okay. And uh, like, you know, the show that everybody watched when they were really little. And so they were watching old Play School videos of, you know, to get exactly the right, um, uh, beat and notes. And so they had marked up musically, um, the, cause I had just written it. I didn't write any, um, you know, I didn't put any music or anything with it. So they had basically the lyrics and they were notating musically exactly how it should sound. That is really, really, really cool. So going back to yeah. the Jack and the Jill thing. So that's how the idea came about. Like you were just kind of, you kind of just made a joke out of it. And then you were like, Oh my God, we could, we could we could do this with a lot of nursery rhymes kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm a, I've become a big believer um, recently in there's a lot of really good ideas that people have that we just sort of let go. Yeah. We don't um, tap into them. Yeah. Like we don't pursue them even though like, Oh yeah, that was really funny. Wait, I could do this, you know, 52 more times and actually make something out of it. Um, yeah. So I just, have gotten to that point where if I have something that I think could turn into something, I just make a note of it. And so I just kept adding for like a couple months, I think, um, to get to uh, the 53 in total. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, these need pictures because you can't have nursery rhymes without pictures. And oh, yeah. so a lot of those images, so like the cover image is actually from um, the real Mother Goose. Um, I want to say that's one of the Blanche Fisher Wright ones. Um, but, you know, that actually is um, now public domain because it's old enough. Um, but that actually is the cover for a version of Mother Goose. It's fantastic. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Also, you're like, this is totally unsafe. Like, she's carrying a baby in a basket on a goose that's somehow big enough <laughs> to transport humans. Like, what right? the hell are you drinking when this seemed like logical? And, th and that's the thing, like, when you look at these nursery rhymes, the original versions are often, like, really messed up. Like, Ring Around the Rosie, I think, was originally about the Black Plague. Yes, um, yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And like nursery rhymes are actually kind of messed up like grim fairy tales you're like this is not you know actually appropriate for children 
No. No. I actually took a children's literature class in college and we read like the real versions of all the fairy tales. And that shit is dark. That shit is not not pleasant. Yeah, not Disney. It's not Disney. No. No, but th- but this is really real. This is awesome. So so you you had you had the idea, and then like how did you? How does one start to just make an ebook? Like, what's the process? Like, was sure. it a long so, process? Uh, um, yes and no. So um, I basically laid everything out in essentially like a word document, and then there's a company that I used in the U.S. So um, do you know what an ISBN is? It sounds familiar to me, but tell us about it. (laughs) ISBN is basically a unique identifying number that's used globally um, to say this number is this book. So if you're trying to find a specific edition of a specific book, um, and you have to have separate ISBNs for different editions and different formats. So like I have one for the Kindle, which is its own format called Moby. And then I have another one for EPUB, which is like the standard one that everybody else uses. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, so when I got my ISBN, there's one company that assigns ISBNs. Um, it's very centralized. And they also uh, will recommend, you know, if you want to make an ebook, here's a company that does that. So I think it's called Data Conversion Laboratories. So basically, oh. I sent them the stuff and uh, they turned it into the appropriate formats. Oh, that is so cool. So when did you, like, what was the timeline from when you came up with the idea to when the book was done? Like, was it was it a long time? Um, less than a year. So oh, wow. I don't remember when exactly we started doing this, but it was definitely this year. And um, everything was done and published uh, by the end of September. Oh, so... Wow. Um, yeah, and to be fair, a lot of that was, you know, coordinating everyone for the recording session and right. finding all of the images. So the actual writing part was probably only maybe three or four months. Right. It's everything else that kind of takes takes the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the other things. Um, so, like, for example, uh, I wanted to pair each of the narrations with each of the pieces. So I've got... 53 uh, YouTube links and yes. audio files. Some e-readers will play embedded audio files and some won't. So the right. YouTube links are there as sort of a backup. Yeah, I noticed um, that. But That's really, really awesome. Yeah, and well, and God love Jared's mom. Um, she, I think she's one of the few people who's actually bought it. Uh, <laughs> but um, she, I don't think she realized that she could actually just like hold and it should open the URL. So she was actually typing in individually at oh. all 53 URLs. And I love her. She's fantastic. Um, but yeah, she's been really supportive. That <laughs> is I, adorable. I, I did feel bad when she told me that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would take a lot of work. She was dedicated. Oh, oh man, that's dedication. Yeah, because those URLs are not short at all. <laughs> Such a mom thing to do. Yeah. Damn. Um, so do you have a favorite one out of all the 53 that you've done? Oh, God. Um, Pick from your children. <laughs> um, well, it's not even that. It's um, hearing everybody do them in the audio recordings made it so much better. Like yeah. they sound so much better than they ever did in my head. And so it's not so much that I'm choosing between the pieces. It's who did it best. 
Right. And, um, you know, that, that makes me feel kind of bad. So, um, and also there's ones that I just get stuck in my head. Um, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So one of the ones that I did on the audio recording was, um, uh, the equivalent of, oh gosh, I can't even remember what the original one is called. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Well, you must have them, like, essentially memorized by now, I imagine. Like, yeah, but then I blocked it all out because it's over and um, I was so yeah. stressed getting it. Um, oh, um, no, it's uh, basically the um, one about, uh, and if you just can't handle that, try to avoid a drunken spat. And if you must call them bad names, at least uh, um, try to win the drinking games. Um, and since we know you, you're crap at beer pong, something like that, um, at yes! least pick a good karaoke song. Karaoke and, song! You know, yeah. You know. Yeah. So that one was stuck in my head for weeks because I'd done it. Right. <laughs> and so of course now I can't remember exactly how it went. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to sing it because, uh, if you really want that, you can listen to the recording. That's exactly, <laughs> you can go buy it, people. It's only, it's $8 US, right? Am I correct in saying that? No, it, it's actually $8, um, Australian, which ah. makes it something like $6 US. Oh, so it's cheaper. Yeah, $6.18 for, <laughs> for a bunch of entertainment. That's that's really not that much money. So people And you can get it on uh, Amazon or Etsy. So Etsy is the EPUB if you happen to have an e-reader that's not Kindle. Right. Etsy. Yeah, and I will and I'll make sure to post links in in the in the description so people can just click it and and buy it. Um it's great. <laughs> Another thing that I thought was really funny um, I, I, I did find that there are some common themes throughout these. <laughs> um, one of them being vomit, <laughs> which I appreciated a lot because I'm like you, like, and I have a drunk podcast, but I'm also a cheap drunk and I also don't know how to hold my liquor. So I, I've a lot from drinking. And so reading all the ones that have to do with vomit and like puking in your purse and puking on someone's yep. coat, like just made me die laughing. Um, did, are a lot of any of these from personal experiences either like that you've had or like friends of yours have had like have you kind of taken any personal experiences and put them into these all names have been changed to protect the wasted uh, <laughs> yes yeah. I, I had to do a lot of um googling actually because um i mean most of my friends are are um not sloppy drunks like they they know their limits um right but um you know things like uh you know I had to Google French wines for the Frere Jaca version, which was also sung by Jared, who uh, I think I mentioned he's a trained operatic bass. Yes. Um, that's, that's why his are just so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that one was all about the French wines, which I'm like, wait, is this French? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I have to fact check. Yeah. Yeah, like different kinds of vodka. Um, yeah. Or the one about um, Sky for Erica and um, yeah, see, I, I don't even know the different kinds of vodka. Um, yeah, I, I know that Jess did that one, but <laughs> I can't remember. Right, I, I, did I screenshot? Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one that was, but I'm vodka is my favorite. So when I saw that one, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, because you named like you named Absolute and Smirnoff yes. and, and Sky, yes. like you named them all. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and that's just it. I like, I need to double check that what I'm thinking is a thing is actually a thing. And uh, my friend Megan, who actually lives in Massachusetts, um, I had sent them to her for feedback because um, she is a proud drinker and <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot more than I do. And uh, she actually wrote um, the Sing a Song of Sixpence version about the creation of beer. Oh, um, yes. That one was really cool. Yeah, so that one was Megan's, um, and, and I did properly uh, attribute it. Um, so I tried to make sure that with the images and the narration, and uh, that's the only one that someone else actually wrote. Um, but yeah, I tried to give everyone credit where credit was due. That was That's really, really cool that you did that. Yeah, that, that one was really neat. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I, I love the vomiting ones, because who, who, does, who doesn't... Who doesn't have a story like that? Like, that's kind of my thing. I'm like, everyone has a story where either their friend or they've drank too much and they just puke everywhere. Like, yeah. We started with um, Jared's, um, you know, may I pass out in the back hall. Uh, Yes. 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 (laughs) I get bombed before last call. May I pass out in the back hall? And he just sounds so, you know, proper. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Too genteel, as he's saying it. I think this could be the start of a bright future for a lot of these people who did this. <laughs> you start like doing narrations for other things. <laughs> well, I have had um, a couple people tell me that, oh, this would be great if you just wanted to stage it as a live reading. Oh my so- god, you should. <laughs> Dress up like the characters and stuff. That'd be hilarious. Yes, we're going to stage a full production. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's what's next. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Um. But that's I was so fortunate to have all of these people who you know were already really good performers. Um, yes, and I I basically just let them do whatever they wanted with it. Like, um, and we were talking about how. Part of why it was so much fun was that usually performers don't get the opportunity to just do whatever they want with the material. Right. And mm-hmm. so I let them pick the pieces they wanted to do. Um, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a really horrible director uh, <laughs> because I didn't give them any guidance, but it was very much just, you know, do what you want to do. We had, you know, up to three takes per, I think. Um, and it was just very like low stress and fun. And, um, yeah, so. Having, having worked around a lot of performers in the past, I think it was sort of a, a nice change of pace from what you usually get. Um, it's when not, you're- yeah. And also, too, it's like they're kind of short and sweet, so you can have some yeah. fun with like how you say them and, and the character yeah. that you're portraying kind of thing. So that's yeah, really and cool. so like row, row your boat, we were trying to do... Um, so normally you do that in a round where like I'll start row, row, row your boat... And then when I'm on the second verse, you start in on the first verse. And uh, so you do it that way. And so right. we tried to like three different people's recordings together. And it was just so horrible. <laughs> we just had to stick with the original version. That is, so, yeah, that's, so, that's so neat. And so did you have um, did you have a kind of experience with children's literature before? Like, did you kind of know all of these or did you have to look some of them up? Because 53, like, that's a lot of nursery rhymes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them were ones that I was already aware of. Um, there were maybe two or three. So, like, I know Dr. Foster went to Gloucester. I had never heard before. And so I yeah. mentioned um, Melanie, who I know because she's Jared's cousin. 
Um, and she has a small child named Bridget, and Bridget's adorable. And so we were over visiting them um, with uh, Jared's mom again, and um, I just picked up one of Bridget's books, like, just to check and see if there were any that I was missing. And so right. we're having, you know, a lovely conversation, and I'm sitting there reading a children's nursery rhyme book, not to Bridget, but just, like, to my <laughs> For research. Yeah, and so I think that one, I don't know if it just... It hasn't really been popular in the U.S. Um, right. That's why I hadn't been familiar with it. But um, yeah, it's it's reasonably entertaining. He was uh, was it his uh, and his beer was skunky and he got quite sulky and never went there again. Right. So yeah, I, oh, I can't even tell you the original version, but I know that version. The originals don't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Your yeah. versions are what matter because <laughs> they're amazing. They're hilarious. I, I quite a lot of effort into matching them. So um, making sure yeah. that the number of syllables lined up and the emphasis, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Were, were in the correct place. Um, and that's why I was so thrilled when Ella and Lisa came in with like their musically notated versions. Like, Oh wow. You guys actually put so much effort into making this. good. I appreciate you. Uh, that's unreal. That is so cool. It's so cool that you kind of, you kind of, I like had a team around you to like help you with it. Yeah. And at that point I was feeling pretty low about it because I felt like I was just putting in so much work and feeling really frustrated and, um, you know, just with the process of, you know, Oh, I created this thing. Now I have to do all of the stuff to actually get it out there. And so the audio recording, like that whole day was just exactly what I needed, um, to sort of Mm -hmm. rejuvenate (laughs) my feelings about the project. Um, and you know, it sounded so good. Like I said, it sounds so much better when they did it than it does in my head. Right. And it's kind of like, it's reinforcing kind of your vision for it too. Like seeing it come to life kind of thing. And it must be frustrating too. When you're, when you're doing anything creative and you have to deal with like all the other stuff that goes with it, like all the, the, the business and the admin side of it, you know, like yeah, it could uh, probably be stressful. Yeah. It's just, um, and, and I do like, I work in arts administration. I, um, do marketing and development as my day job. And, uh, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. And so I was very aware of like all the things that, you know, this isn't just magically going to take care of itself. Um, but you know, it, it, it is, is a slog, especially when it's a side project. Yeah. Um, oh, big time. in addition to your full yeah. time. So, yeah. And it can be hard to stay motivated when, when you have something on the side. You know what I mean? Like, it can be hard to, it, it's hard to get that motiv- motivation to, to stick with it. Yeah, especially when this is just something you were doing for yourself. So, you know, it's not like I had committed to a publisher or, you know, I, uh, actually, one of my other side projects is that I wrote a play. And so now I'm trying to actually, um, you know, find a way to stage it. And in that case, it's like, okay, I wrote this thing and now I can set it aside because I haven't actually committed to, you know, actually doing a production of it. So once you're actually committed to something, it's externally motivating. Whereas you're the only one keeping yourself on these deadlines. It's kind of like, I don't Mm -hmm. want to do it. (laughs) I know, right? Today. Yeah, it's easy it's easy to bail on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my moment for the day. No, I, I I get it. It's a hustle. 
it's a hustle and it's interesting yeah it's cool that you have a marketing background because so do i i also i also have a i have a pr degree so (laughs) and the podcast was what i kind of found to do on the side that's kind of like a more creative outlet kind of thing so it's pretty cool we're cut from the same cloth you and i well i mean clearly we're besties now cheap drinkers and marketers yeah yeah that's awesome and another thing i wanted to to bring up about about your the rewritten nursery rhymes Mm -hmm. i noticed an underlying feminist theme throughout (laughs) a lot of these i caught i caught it i I picked up on it um was that intentional it's amazing by the way it's fantastic like a lot of them are like guys hitting on on the girl and the girl punches them or the girl you know what i mean like i love that yeah and well and in the house that jack built um version which that thing is horrible let me just say that it's horrible um yeah the original is it's just oh my god rewriting it was kind of painful almost but um it it's that um you really have to build on each minute element um and so i was like okay how can i turn this into you know a full story in basically one sentence um with each little bit um progressing and um also because it's so long and so repetitious um that's that's one that jared and i did going back and forth in the audio narration but uh yeah so it's um basically this guy hits on a girl and um she's not interested and he's not interested in taking no for an answer so he gets punched in the face and uh she leaves with uh her girlfriend and yeah it's yeah it's fantastic it's really really great like so was that like an intention like is that kind of your commentary on kind of what's going on in the world right now in a way kind of just the idea of like women standing up for themselves and not taking shit (laughs) i mean not even so much you know modern uh society but just bar culture i think and this idea that we can't have a woman who just you know wants to go out for a drink and I guess more than that, um, just the idea that men feel entitled to women's attention. Um, and there's been so much, you know, written about this. And, um, you know, like a woman could be sitting in a cafe, reading a book, working on her laptop or whatever. And, you know, a guy feels entitled to just walk up and start talking to her. And yep. if you don't want to talk to him. You're the bitch. <laughs> And, yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Of course, yeah. are way worse than that. You could be out with your friends and just, you know, trying to like enjoy your friends' company. Maybe you haven't seen them in a month and you're catching up, but there's this idea that it's totally acceptable for guys to just intrude on that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think if a guy comes up and says, Hey, you know, would, would you be interested in having a conversation with me? Worst pickup line ever. I know, but you know, I know that, right? that you aren't allowed to say no. And yeah. And then if you do, then suddenly you're the asshole in that scenario. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there is definitely the, the sense of entitlement that a lot of men have, um, towards women's attention. So, it's so uh, true. Yeah. Not a fan so of that. True. And, uh, that's why there's, um, multiple guys getting their asses kicked for it. In- I love it. There's so many of them where it's like the girl hits the guy in the nuts or like something like that like it's great and and that one in particular like what you said about bar culture it's like how many women are taught to like like have a guy friend watch over them make sure they're okay at a bar yeah and the idea that 
um, a lot of women will be afraid in that situation that, uh-huh. you know, what if I, you know, if I don't handle this properly, this guy could follow me home and rape me. And the fact that that is yeah. a genuine and not, um, you know, I hate it when guys gaslight women, you know, like making them feel like they're crazy when they're not. Um, but, you know, the idea that you're being oh, paranoid or hysterical, it's like, well, no, <laughs> statistically, there's a good <laughs> chance I will be raped at some point in my life. And, you know, exactly. <laughs> Um, women, I think, are very aware of that. And for the most part, it doesn't occur to guys at all. Um, so, you know, at least in this really? context, I was able to um, make it clear. Uh, and actually, we Willy Winky, um, you know, for for all the funniness of it and the, um, you know, fantastic Scottish accent, I cannot you know, emphasize that enough. Well done, Eliza. Um, it's great. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is very much oh, this guy thinks it's okay to flash women and his friends, you know, aren't comfortable addressing that this is not acceptable behavior. And so, you know, the girls basically have to accept it because the guys are refusing to address it and they're defending his actions. Um, And, you know, until it gets to the point where there's a woman who stands up and says, no, this is not okay. And kicks him in the nuts. Well, but that's just it. That's a woman who has a degree of authority to intervene in the situation. So even then, this isn't just a woman at a bar. This is a woman with, you know, the police force behind her. Um, yep. Yep. And, you know, not all women have that power. Um, and, uh, yeah, and now he needs a catheter. He earned it the putts. Uh, so. I, I love it. It's, it's so great, especially, like, I, cu- I couldn't help but think about this, but I couldn't help but think about, like, Louis C.K. when I was reading that one. I was like, this is kind of him. Sort of in a way. Yeah. Like, that's just what I, I couldn't help but think about it. I was just going to say, so often people use drinking as an excuse to do things that they know is not acceptable. And so people yeah. just, you know, brush it off as, oh, he was wasted. Like, okay, well, yeah, but, you know, he knows that that's it's not, not still not okay. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if someone <laughs> cheats on me, um, you know, just the fact that you're drunk does not make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, so but, true it's yeah. such a like oh my friend did that well it's just because he was drunk it's like that's still not a that's not an excuse you know what i mean like if if guys are like that while that when they're drinking they shouldn't be drinking yeah and i do think that it's so much a matter of especially men um hashtag not all men but especially men mm-hmm. um you know holding each other accountable for this sort of thing so um you know, if my friend does something that I think is unacceptable, I'm going to call them on that. But, um, you know, especially when it is something sexist or, you know, inappropriate in that way, um, you know, there is that sense that, oh, she's just saying that because she's a woman and therefore she's sensitive. Um, So, yeah, yeah, one of my favorite sayings Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, don't tell a woman she's overreacting. She's just reacting. Yes. Ugh. And I get, I get that all the time. You're, you're, you're just overreacting like, or the, the calm down. Oh yeah. Calm down's when we get a lot. Yeah. Show me the person who has ever calmed down when they're pissed because you told them to calm down. <laughs> calm down. I know. Right. It usually only makes them more, more, you know, pissed. <laughs> it, it does not make them less calm. Yeah. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, what was the other one? I oh, there was. Not, I'm trying to find it. There was one that you did mm-hmm. that was kind of about leaving your drink unattended. Do you remember that oh, one? Yeah. Um, um, uh, and even if she did, a uh, little bow pass has lost her glass. That, even if she can find it, yeah. who knows what some creep would have put in it? Yeah. Those like, are like little <laughs> cautionary tales. But that's just it. Is again, you know. Generally speaking, guys don't need to worry about leaving their drink unattended. It's much more, you know, a female problem, uh, so to speak. So it is. Um, oh my god! Yeah, hundred percent. Like you shouldn't have to worry that you know if you set your glass down to go, you know, take a photo with your friends, and then you come back a minute later, you shouldn't need to worry. But every right? woman I know is very aware that you don't do that. Exactly. It's so true. And when when I read that, my first thought was like, oh, like I, I kind of I kind of chuckled because I was like, I'm that girl at every host party that like always leaves her like I'm the one taking the pictures and putting it down and <laughs> going off dancing and going off recording my friends doing stupid stuff and I forget about where my drink is. And it's kind of a joke. It's kind of like Sarah lost her drink again. Ha ha. <laughs> but then you get really real with that last line. It's like, oh, yeah, that's so true. That's like a constant fear of every woman. And that's just even like, though even sometimes we might, we might drink, forget about it. Like, even if you can find that drink again, are you really comfortable drinking it, knowing that it's been unattended, even if it's only it's been true. a minute or two? Yeah. Anyway. It's so true. Ugh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not fun being scared all the time. Yeah. That's for sure. And that's just, like, it's definitely oh, not a, you know, oh, let's all drink because drinking is so much fun. Like, it's not that at all. Uh, I think it's a more honest um, and, you know, acknowledging the many facets of drinking. Um, drinking. Yeah. yeah. It's so you cover it all really. You cover and that was another thing I wrote, I wrote down different kinds of drunk people because I always think about this. You know when you, you have people in your life that are like different kinds of drunk. Like you have the emotional drunk, you have the the happy drunk, you have the like the, the one who always pukes. Like there's all these different kinds of of drunk and I feel like you covered a lot of that in all of these. <laughs> So as the sober friend who's always witnessing your friends <laughs> drinking, what's your favorite type of drunk person to witness? Um, I think the, the happy drunk who really wants to share their feelings with you. Um, yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> I don't like the really like, you know, mood like, Oh, I'm so sorry about everything I've done ever. Let me tell you that when I was five, I broke another kid's toy. And, you know, like, not not that kind mm-hmm. of emotional, but just the one who's like, you know what? I love everything. <laughs> yes. The very, the, the lovable drunk. Yeah. And actually, um, now that I, I'm thinking about it, um, <laughs> there's one person in particular who did the recordings. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's perfect she's a did she, did she read the one that was about her um no i don't think there's any that i i didn't write them specifically with anyone in mind um but right. you know, that that drunk type if you will um yeah and i'm just remembering her birthday party and she's like oh this is so great everybody's here and i love you all and um, but I think that's also just kind of like her natural personality sans the drunk part. Right. Like she's just a very like sweet and loving person in general. 
Right. Um, and then it just comes out ten tenfold when, when the drinking is involved. Yeah, that that's nice. I mean she she's like a human Pokemon in that way. Um where she just like <laughs> That's amazing. Like, everybody wants to be around you and you're wonderful and um but yeah, and that that's also part of why I don't usually buy the oh they were drinking argument, because I tend to think that when you drink, it's just bringing out who you're usually um, you know, keeping hidden. And yeah. Yeah. So like the people who are like angry drunks, like you're just pissed off all the time, probably. And you just keep it bottled up. So it only comes out when you're so like, I'm angry a lot of the time, but I'll bitch about it sober. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, when I'm pissed. I'll tell you I'm pissed. But yeah, you don't need to be drunk to do it. You yeah, just exactly. do it anyway. But yeah, so yeah. I tend to think that, you know, like, like the wee Willy Winky, like this is a guy who probably does think his like he knows he's getting away with it and you know and it, it actually says in there that um you know but inside he was smirking something like that like he knows yes it's not okay but drinking gives him the excuse to do the things that he knows he's not supposed to do yeah and but yeah that's just it is you know it, it just illustrates who you really are in vino veritas and all that so yeah i'm a, I'm a firm believer in that too that like it's your true self coming out when when you drink like you're you show your true colors yeah you do like your true colors come come on out um i like the truthful i, I call it truth pop truth bomb drunk like when you're just <laughs> dropping truths like you're just letting all your secrets out yeah um those are the people i like to have on the podcast <laughs> like, just tell me everything tell me everything but hopefully it's like, it's the, you know, I broke another kid's toy when I was five stuff and not, you know, or, you know, I stole your lipstick last week. I'm sorry. I'm the worst roommate ever. Um, and not the, yeah. you know, let me tell you about the time I stabbed a guy in Mexico. Oh yeah, that's true. It, it, it could, it could turn, it yeah. could turn really quick. <laughs> it's a spectrum of secrets. Let's keep it on the line. <laughs> exactly oh my gosh it's so true um so do you have any future plans to do any other ones like any other ebooks or anything like you're gonna you're gonna be you're writing a play so that's kind of what you're working on now um, but um do, would you ever do another ebook uh i'm actually currently working on a children's book about a and it wouldn't be an ebook because i've been advised that you know kids need like actual books uh, <laughs> They need to hold them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that one is about a superhero who rescues cats because I'm a cat lady. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I love it. That was one thing I, yeah, I saw that you, you pet a lot of animals <laughs> when you said in your bio, which I was like, yes, that's awesome. That, that sounds amazing. And when you do that, reach out again and we'll talk about that book. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, and if we get the play, um, staged at some point, I'll be sure to let you know, uh, it's, it's called Counts Hell, and um, okay. it's working in a local government council, except it's framed as, um, so it's sort of like Dante's Circles of Hell in the Inferno. Oh, wow. Except it's um, someone trying to get something done and, try, and like going to all of the different departments in a local government bureaucracy trying to get approval for it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I may have been working for a local council at the time. <laughs> You had the inside, the inside scoop on that. Yeah, well, because anytime there would be something just, you know, ridiculous, like, wait, I have to do what to get this done? Um, people would tell me, welcome to council. And so it became council. Uh, 
Yeah, and you're kind of you're jumping through hoops constantly. Yeah, and there's things hoops like, of hell. Um, yeah, like paperwork avalanches, and um, you know, all of the admins are played by the same person wearing the same outfit, like deliberately. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> and so that's that's what the play is going to be. Oh my god, that's that's really really cool. Yeah, so now I just have to find, because um, there's a bunch of like festivals and things here in Sydney, so I'm just um, at this point sort of pitching it around for different things and, um, yeah, seeing, seeing what happens with that. So. Oh my gosh, well, good luck. <laughs> sounds, sounds amazing. So yeah, I think that's about it. Where can people find you, Allison, if they want to follow you or like, are you on any, you're on Facebook, I believe, right? Yes, I think you are um, one of my new followers. Yay. And by, by one of, I mean, the only person who's followed me that isn't already my friend on Facebook. <laughs> so this is a mutually beneficial relationship now. We're two strangers that have connected over our arts. <laughs> it's great. No, I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so you can... Uh, yeah. So I'm on Facebook and uh, just under my name, Alice and Tyra. And uh, the book is available on both Amazon and Etsy. So um, if you have a Kindle, buy it on Amazon. If you have anything else, uh, buy it on Etsy. And right. um, it's also on Goodreads if you feel like leaving a review. But please only nice ones because I'm a sensitive artist. <laughs> a fragile, I'm fragile delicate. soul. I am a delicate <laughs> little flower, goddammit. <laughs> I don't know about all that based on these nursery rhymes. <laughs> I think you're a pretty strong, badass lady. I, that's what I think. Thank you. If it helps, I haven't ever yeah. actually attacked a guy in a bar um, for what that's worth, as far as the police know. Yeah, but you encourage it. You you encourage it if, if a guy is being a jerk, right? I encourage women to stand up for themselves. And if you feel threatened, then yeah. <laughs> if you have a guy who kick him in the nuts, no, for an answer, then you know maybe you need to reinforce that no. But um, please don't use me as a legal defense ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very important to state. If something happens as a result of this this interview, um, <laughs> we are not responsible. <laughs> you know, I just I never want a woman oh, man. To feel like she has to sit there and take it. Um, and I think that that's it's what true. society trains us to do. And, um, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have to, um, yeah. and we also shouldn't have to rely on the guy sitting next to us, um, to stand up for us because A, they might not. And B, we should be able to stand up for ourselves. So yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And, and like me for one, like going out, going forward, I'm just like, I'm not going to rely on my guy friend to like interject if, if like some guy is going to be like hitting on me at a bar. Like we should just be able to say, um, we're not interested. Thank like, you. Like, why do we have to be nice about it? Why do we have to be nice about it? Yeah. It's just like, um, online dating. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, the way that guys talk to women online is, so unacceptable and you know we either usually don't respond or we don't we usually don't tell them off and it's like i've gotten to the point where i i'm starting to tell them off because it's 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 unacceptable really yeah and what was that um there was some frat in the u.s that was walking around campus chanting no means yes yes means anal and i i don't remember who it was i don't really want to think about it but um, you know, that's, that's part of what really concerns me with the idea that women always have to be nice 
when you're turning a guy down because when you're nice, they take that as encouragement. They take it as, oh, I just have to try harder. Um, you know, and it's a question of if I'm saying no, like even if I'm phrasing it as no, thank you. Um, you know, that is a no and you need to accept that and back off. Yeah. Oh, no, it's so true. And I mean, and it also goes back to about like that kind of playground mentality of if you want a girl to like you, you have to be mean to her. Yeah. He pulled my hair. Um, Oh, that means he likes you. No, that means he physically assaulted you. Yep. Right. Isn't that? That's so it's so messed up. It's so messed up. You know, pulling your hair with like a full on assault. But yeah, at age five, he's physically hurting you. And mm-hmm. we should never be telling kids on either side of that situation that that's okay. We need to tell that boy and that girl that that is not okay. That's anyway, so true. That's, that's yeah. my breach. Th- these are like, <laughs> these are action, these are action notes from the interview. Action notes that people can do to be better. <laughs> so don't teach your kids that. Parents out there listening to this, do not teach your kids about that. Um, back to the thing that you just mentioned about the university chant. I instantly thought of a university in my city, actually, Um, in my city in Halifax, Nova Scotia. There was a university um, whose chant involved like, I actually have it here. I pulled it up. Uh, Y is for your sister. U is for underage. N is for no consent. That was their chant. And this was like years and years and years ago. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I'll email you the article. Yeah. This happened uh, back in 2014 at a university in my city. Yeah. It's disgusting. Well, <laughs> I'm in, U- it, in it, the U.S. right now, and I'm so glad not to be in the U.S. Um, under yeah. under the rapists admin- administration, um, Betsy DeVos, the uh, secretary of education, who incidentally has never actually worked as a teacher or school administrator, um, is basically rolling back um, Title IX protections, which is um, sports equality, but it's also been expanded into um, enforcing, um, you know, sexual harassment and um, sexual assaults um, consequences on campuses. And she's basically been leading a charge to roll that back. Um, oh my God. and yeah, I mean, you know, slut shaming victims and protecting the accused. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, it's just disgusting. That's crazy. I, I did not know about that. I'll have to look that up. That's insane. Oh yeah. Google Beth that, Lewis. She's a horrible person. Uh, oh man. She sounds just terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's a shitty world. Here. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Oh man. Well, we'll try to end it on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah. So everyone, everyone should go out and check out Mother Booze because it's it's really really <laughs> awesome, and <laughs> it'll make you smile in light of all the shittiness that's it, uh, going on. But that's just it. I think it acknowledges like the shittiness. It's not trying to paint you know a sunshine yes. and rainbows view of. You know, alcohol. It's just, you know what? We're going to do this. Uh, come what may. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it can bring out the worst in, in people, but not always. Like, that's kind of the message. It's like some of these are, yeah, like some of them are fun and funny, but then others have these other undertones that are actually like they're really important to talk about. Yeah. It's important things to, um, to bring up. And, um, I don't know, like, what kind of age range would you suggest? for this book because i was thinking about it, i'm like this is these like they're really good messages for 
for young women i think personally i mean i I don't know much about children these days but (laughs) kids these days um yeah well there's actually not much swearing except for one bit about fucking hipsters it has kale um and i laughed so hard at that oh my god (laughs) yeah and amazing there is a bit of stuff about sex but actually not a whole lot i don't think um and no. so I, I would say any parent who is comfortable, like, having their teenager read it certainly should. And any teenager yeah. who is listening to your podcast should check it out anyway. Uh- <laughs> 100%. Anyone should. Not even, yeah, like, I, I, anyone who has, like, an appreciation for, like, literature, <laughs> it's such a cool, it's such a cool mashup, I think. Yeah. Well, like I said, I did make it, like, a concentrated effort to make them match the originals in terms of, um, you know, the, the rhythms and the number of syllables and all that. So, um, yeah, yeah. if you want to send me a literary analysis of Mother Booze, um, I think that should be someone's doctoral thesis. Oh, oh it will be. <laughs> it will be one day. I promise. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. You should be very, very proud of, of what you made. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really, really cool. And uh, I'll make sure to add links below so you guys can find Mother Booze. And we'll be sure to stay in touch because I want to know what, what else you're doing. Well, yeah, and you're going to come visit me in Sydney, right? No, obviously. I gotta. I have I'll to make now. I have, I, now that I have... Now that I have two friends in Australia, it's the, the pressure is on to go. And if you ever want to come to, to Canada where it's cold, which I don't know why you would, um, you can look me up. Uh, I'm very jealous of your weather. Um, so yeah, I definitely have to get to Australia at some point. And maybe by then your play will be up and running and I can go see your play. Yes, the, the world premiere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably exactly. be exactly that's bar awesome. or something. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> Thanks so much, Allison, for uh for joining the show. This was this was this was awesome. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks uh for showing interest in my work. One hundred percent. And if you ever want to talk about anything at all, if you want to <laughs> rant about feminism or <laughs> if you have anything you want to talk about you can always just come on as allison to just talk about life too that's another option just we're star. <laughs> yeah exactly really I, what i say is is like if you have something you're knowledgeable about um you can come on or if you have something you want to rant about you can come on those are the two the two requirements I, I have to be your bitch buddy yay oh i like that term <laughs> bitch buddy that's that, that's really that's perfect that's exactly what intoxicated is <laughs> yeah that's great well thanks so much so um yeah everyone check out mother booze and we will hopefully have allison back on but thanks so much and uh, say goodbye to everyone listening bye